You're listening to Clearing the Haze, episode number 59, Success Tools Friday, Six Keys for Preparation in Sales. Keeping today's workplace drug-free should not be confusing. This is the Clearing the Haze podcast, giving you the tools you need to most effectively address drug and alcohol use and decreased productivity in the workplace while investing in your positive company image. Now, here's your host, Chuck Marting. Influence. There is no greater power to move people to action, to achieve extraordinary results, to create joy, happiness, and fulfillment, and to make a positive difference in the quality of people's lives. Tony Robbins. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Clearing the Haze. This week is our Success Tools Friday episode that we bring to you on the last Friday of each month. These are tools that will help us in our businesses to help us succeed and to help us grow and meet our goals and our dreams that we have. So we hope that this episode is one that you'll find of use and of interest. And with that, we'll go ahead and get started with this week's episode. This week's episode, we're talking about the six keys for preparation of sales. Now, this topic came from Tony Robbins in his program called Mastering Influence. If you have not heard of this program, I would suggest going to his website. I'll put the link to that in the show notes. But you can also find it online as well, and you can purchase this. Uh, You can even find used uh, programs sometimes that are really reasonable price that people put up for sale. But this is one of my go-to programs that I listen to continually. And I know a lot of you provide mobile services as well. And so you may have plenty of what I call windshield time sitting in your vehicle. So why not turn it into your mobile university? I have found this some of the most productive time that I've had in learning and growing, not only personally, but also in my skills and the things that I want to accomplish in my business. So today we're going to be covering one of those topics in the program Mastering Influence by Tony Robbins, and that again is the six keys for preparation. So number one, know who the customers are and anticipate their needs or their hurts. Now a lot of times what you end up finding is we identify individuals or companies that could use our services, and we're trying to figure out a good way of making that contact with these individuals. We know who those, who those customers are. We know maybe even some of their clients. And most of the time, we do know people that can put us in contact with somebody at that company. The best use of your time, if you're wanting to make contact with these individuals, is to know who these customers are, who they service, who their clients are, and what their needs are. And a lot of times, you can find this out by communication with other people like we were talking about just a minute ago that may know them or know of them that can give you some background and a little bit of information on them so then when you do make contact with them you have that information in mind and you're able to make a connection with that client in the early stages that can help open the door to even get you in to talk and and to speak to these people and to see what it is that you can do for them in their business. Yes, this is going to take a little bit of effort, and it's the effort that you don't see a lot of businesses take today. 
because of social media, a lot of us have seen individuals that have taken shortcuts in that contact with these clients. Instead of making one-on-one personal contact with them, you see emails that are being sent. You have telephone calls that are being done. And even today, you have Zoom calls that are being made. Now, I'm not saying that you can't do Zoom calls and that they can't be effective because they are. And, and I've utilized them in the days of COVID here where we've had limited contact with people. Um, having those Zoom meetings can make a difference. But again, it goes back to you knowing who it is that you're contacting, what their business is, what it is they do, and who they serve. This is going to be very crucial in order for you to make any headway with these clients or to be able to make an impression on them to encourage them to want to continue to talk to you and to see how you can best serve them. In doing this, you're going to be able to anticipate what their needs are, and you may be able to anticipate what Tony Robbins calls their hurts or their pain points, things that are bothering them, things that they're not able to accomplish or things that they're not able to achieve at this point because they don't know where to get it. Now, in thinking of this, you may not have the answer for them within your own business, but you may have the resources and tools that's going to help them in resolving that issue. It may not just be drug testing. It may not be um, your training courses and the things that you're able to do there. And I can give you an example of this. One of the connections that we have in our business is we have a company that we work hand in hand with that provides DOT services to clients, helping them get their DOT numbers to make sure they're within the regulations, that they're able to file their paperwork, that they have all of their DOT requirements fulfilled in order to be out on the road. Now, I know some of you out there have included this in your business, and that's great. But for me, that's not my area of expertise or my wheelhouse. That's something that's going to take a lot more time for me to have to learn and to be able to implement. So we have teamed up with a company that that's what they do. So when I do contact a company and they tell me, you know, hey, look, I I need to file my DOT numbers. I need to do a rolling log. I need to be able to get the electronic logs. I need, they're speaking a, a foreign language to me, but I have the resource that understands that language. I have the resource that's able to help them get all those things taken care of and accomplished and to make sure that they're ship shape and in a very good position to be able to start that business and to do so within the regulations of DOT. So that is what the example of anticipating what an, a, a company's hurt is or a pain point that they may have and not necessarily myself being able to fulfill it or benefit as far as a financial standpoint would be as far as selling them a service, but I'm able to do that through another company. But it also opens doors for what I do because part of that is, is that, that this company is also going to tell them what the regulations are and the requirements for their drug and alcohol testing, and they're going to be referring us. So just like I refer this company, when he contacts people and he sees that they're needing drug and alcohol testing programs, he contacts us. So it works both ways. So I would encourage you to find those services, anticipate the needs that your clients have, and see if you can 
make those resources benefit you as well, and it will help open doors for you that normally would be closed. So the next key for preparation is number two, know your own product and its advantages and disadvantages. You know, this is huge. I can't tell you how many times that we have run across uh, people within our own industry that have not kept up with the regulations, have not kept their education up on a lot of the things that are going on our in, in our industry as far as drug and alcohol testing is concerned, uh, breath testing, the instruments there. An example that I can give you is we had a lot of confusion with uh, COVID starting with people that were choosing not to utilize breath testing within their businesses because of the potential exposure that they may have to COVID. Now, we continued to do that because we did some research and we found that your exposure to that, if any, would be very minimal, if any at all. But that doesn't mean that there isn't another tool that you could utilize if that was sincerely what you wanted to do. So there is saliva that they were able to do breath test or saliva testing for alcohol. And there were some companies that utilized this as well. But in order to do that, you need to be certified or you need to be trained on how to do that because that wasn't something up until that need was needed that individuals had gone and done before. And so you needed to go to a, a service that was going to be able to train you on how to do this properly and how to get the results that you need to be able to report that to not only DOT, but also to do non-DOT alcohol testing as well. So that is just one area that I would suggest that you are able to do, and that is know what your products are and those advantages and disadvantages that they have. You may have many people call you and ask you what the differences are between the different labs. I mean, let's face it, a lot of us use all the top brands or the top companies that are out there in the drug and alcohol industry because we either utilize one of their services for all of our own house accounts or we provide third-party collecting services for those clients or for those labs. And so knowing what their paperwork is, what their requirements are, and they're not going to be that far off from each other, but there are advantages and disadvantages to some of these different companies. And that's something that you need to address and, and you need to know of so that not only you, but those potential clients can make an educated a decision on what it is that they're wanting to use and what service they want to use. So number three, know your competition. Now, this is a very touchy subject with a lot of individuals and a lot of different people have ideas on competition. I've heard some individuals within our industry say, you know, I want to put this company out of business or I want to knock them out of my area or I want to get this client away from this individual. Now, if that is what your thoughts are and what your theory or what your methods of operations are, I think you're going to have a very sorry company in service. My opinion. Take it for what it's worth. I choose to utilize and to build friendships with other collection services. 
because let's face it, there's so much business out there. I'm not going to be able as my company to be able to take and serve every company out there that needs drug and alcohol testing. It would be nice. It would be financially nice, but it's also very impossible to do. Now, one of the things that I can tell you that we found out early in our, in our business was the benefit of having a working relationship with a competitor because it goes both ways. They may have somebody in my area that needs testing, and for whatever reason it may be, they may not be able to come out and serve that client at that time. But they can have my company do the collection for them, and they can pay us for doing that collection for them. I know many of you have probably utilized those type of services, but have you built up that relationship with them? One hand washes the other. I'm doing this with you there to be able to provide these services for my clients. I'm willing to do the same for you here. There's also some other things that happened with COVID that we found. There were a lot of companies that either went out of business or they chose to go out of business because of the potential of exposure and things like that. Now, one of the things that we did was by staying open as an essential business, there are some companies that we were able to do those testing for them, and they were able to do it for us. An example of that would be our company, and, and within a week's period of time, all of us in our offices here at Colorado Mobile Drug Testing ended up being exposed to and having COVID. So obviously we were having to close our office down for two weeks. We were not available to go out and do any collections or anything like that, but yet we still had emergency and essential businesses that were still operating and they had post accidents and they had other services that were being needed at that time that we weren't able to serve them. We were able to reach out to another company that was here in Colorado that does our, that's in our same industry. And we were able to have them provide those collection services for us. What a huge benefit that is. And to be able to do that, knowing that if they needed that help as well, we would be willing to provide that for them as well. So it's just two different ways of looking at your competition. You can look at them as a threat, as something that uh, you're wanting to eliminate. But I think that it would be more wise to be able to find out how you can serve each other and utilize the services of one another to benefit both companies. And I think it'll go a long way. So again, know your advantages and your disadvantages, know your, your competition and know that you don't necessarily have to be enemies, but you can be colleagues and be able to help each other when those occasions come up where you do need help. So number four, know all the potential objections and have answers ready in advance. Now, Sometimes when you're thinking about this, what objections may they have, okay, to any of the services that you provide or your business or in who you are and what you provide? I'll give you an example of what I mean by this. How many times have you gone to a client and they've told you that they're perfectly happy 
with the services that they have at this time, that they don't need anything else and, um, and that they're not interested. How do you handle that with these individuals? Do you just accept it for what it is and what they just say and move along and just chalk that up to, well, I'm not going to be able to get that one. I have to go on to the next. Or have you found a way to be able to communicate with that individual and find out if those services are truly satisfactory to that client? One of the tools that Tony Robbins gives in the Mastering of Influence program is being able to address those type of concerns. When you have somebody who says, you know, I'm happy with what I got and everything else. One of the questions that he poses that I have found to be very effective is to be able to look at that client and say, that's great, you know, but let me ask you a question. If there was anything that you could change about the services that you have right now, anything at all, what would it be? You'll be amazed about how quickly that individual that just told you that they're happy with the services that they have will find things that they're not happy with or things that they would like to change. And then allow that individual to talk to you. Hear what their pain points are. Hear why that is a concern for them. And if you're not getting that information, keep asking. Ask them those questions and have them clarify it for you. And what that is doing is helping you to be able to know where it is that your company would be able to come into play as far as meeting those expectations of that client. Now, it may be that they are happy with them. Maybe they're not and they just don't realize it. And maybe even in asking that question, they're not going to have anything that comes to mind. But just know that there are ways and questions that you can ask that will help you in identifying areas that the client doesn't automatically think about until you pose that question to them. And then they do realize that there is something that is wrong or something that they would change. Another thing that you can do, just because they do have a service that they're happy with, there's nothing wrong in asking them to hold on to your information and use you as a backup or know that they can contact you should the other service not be able to come out and respond in an emergency or for a random collection or whatever the case may be. So you can utilize that particular way of opening a door for you to be able to provide services. I've had two companies in the past three or four months now that I gave cards to that now contacted us and we're doing their testing now. And it wasn't because I solicited them any further or tried to steal them away from the competition, so to speak. But both of these companies that were providing these services are no longer in business. And those individuals had my card on file as a backup. And now we're the primary provider for their drug and alcohol testing services. So there are different ways that you can be able to offer those services. Also see if there's other services that you provide your clients right now that the other company doesn't. It might be training. It might be other products that you have, other testing options that you provide that another company doesn't. So there are other things that you can utilize to help open that door or to be able to help you plant that seed with this client so that later on, if something does come up, your name will come to mind. 
The next one is number four. Know all the potential objections and have answers ready in advance. In our industry, how many times have we heard people that are non-DOT that will tell you that they only do pre-employment drug testing and that is it? I know that we have. And a lot of times, what do we do? Do you just allow that to go by and just say, well, at least we got their pre-employment? Or you hear them say, well, we'll do pre-employment and we'll do post-accident drug and alcohol testing, okay? What have they told you right there? There's a window and a door that have been left wide open for you to be able to explain why random testing would be to their benefit. You can explain to them how it would keep their staff from uh, potentially abusing or using drugs and alcohol and them not finding out until it was too late where somebody either got hurt or they have loss of property or product, and that's when they determined or found that that service, if they would have done it, would have maybe kept them from having those incidents occur. Now, with us, I was able to utilize that or, or be able to go in that type of a direction with a client. A perfect example of that is that we do have some companies right now that are no longer testing for marijuana. That in and of itself is a whole totally different subject for another podcast. But I imagine some of you have probably had that or you currently have clients that do not test for marijuana and they have various reasons as to why. But these companies, since they don't do a premium employment test for marijuana, now we do have some states also that don't allow pre-employment for marijuana, such as Nevada, unless you're DOT and then it's required. So there's not much that they can do about that. But just know that there are some companies that uh, are not wanting to test for marijuana right now. And that's perfectly fine. But what the advantages that you can talk to them about is the advantages of testing for it, especially if they're non-DOT because they don't necessarily need to discipline or dismiss somebody because they come back positive with a test. That's where their policies and their procedures are going to come into play. I have one client right now that they decided that they did not want to test for marijuana, but yet they were testing for it if there was a reasonable suspicion situation or if there was a post-accident. And I went to the client afterwards when they had a post-accident to explain to them how confusing this was to their own employees and to re-examine whether or not they should be testing for this on a random basis and at least knowing whether there's a potential issue or not. It's like I told them, it's better to know that there's something going on with your employee and to be able to watch and make sure they're safe to be in the workplace than it is to find out when it's too late when an individual's been hurt, they've been hurt, or product or clients have been hurt because of somebody being under the influence of a drug and us not recognizing that they were under the influence of it or had been taking it. So those are a couple of examples that I would give as far as why it's important to continue to test for marijuana regardless of whether you're DOT or not. Okay, and now we're up to number five or the fifth key for preparation, which is expect the best and prepare for the worst. Now, this is a great advantage. If you're able to sit down and work this out, like you're looking at the potential objections that we just talked about and having those answers ready, this would be the next step in that progress 
if you look at it in those li- in that light, and that is to expect the best and prepare for the worst. So having the idea that you're going to succeed when you go in there, that you're going to be able to make an impression with that client, or that you're going to be able to do something as simple as give them your business card and explain your services to them so that they have that on file and that if they need to call you, they'll have that. Your expectation at that point is that they're going to utilize that and that they're going to have it. But you're also going to prepare for the worst and knowing that it may be the last time that they even call you. Believe me, two years later, having a company call me and tell me that they just now pulled out my card because they needed it was a shock to me because I totally forgot about them, to be honest with you. I mean, this was two years ago. I haven't had any contact with them until now. But the thing is, is because of my preparation, because of the potential objections that I talked to them about, I was able to make an impression with them that we were standing ready to be able to assist them or to be able to do the testing that they needed at this time. And that impression, because it was needed at that time, came back to that individual and they remembered that they had our business card. Now I can tell you right now, one of those businesses that we've done this with This is our second quarter in doing their drug testing, and they are very happy and ecstatic with our services. They are seeing the benefit of using us compared to what they were doing before with their drug testing, and it's made an impression with them. And that's the bottom line of what you want to do. You want them to be happy with what it is that you're doing so they want to continue to use you and continue to have your services provided to them in this time. I would highly encourage you to sit down and to write out what potential objections could be, what the best course of action would be for your company, and what would be the worst case scenario in these situations. If you work through these things and you already have them in mind, it's going to be so much easier for you to communicate these things with a potential client or even current clients to be able to expand on services that you already provide for them. So keep that in mind. It might be another tool that you can use as a team to be able to sit down with your team and to be able to discuss these because I'm sure that if you do that, you're going to have other people, they're going to have things come to mind that you may not have thought of or you were not aware of. So don't exclude your team or other people that are working within your organization as well and value each one of those individuals and what they bring to the table because it may be just the tools and the insight that they have that's going to be able to help you in getting a client that you've been wanting to have for quite some time. So now we come to key number six, which is create demand. So how do you create demand? Well, there's a lot of different ways that you can do this. You can go to your chamber of commerce. You can, they're always looking for people to do presentations or to be able to do a short seminar or something like that. Pick a topic, something that you do, that you do very well within your business or even a service that you think is lacking within your community and talk about it and do it for free. Get that exposure. The other thing is, is that we're wide open on social media. Get involved and pick one. Now, the reason why I say pick one is that if you're trying to be all things to all people in different aspects, you're concentrating on Facebook, Instagram, 
Pinterest, you're looking at uh, LinkedIn, you're looking at Snapchat, you're looking at Twitter, you're looking at all these different avenues of social media. It's going to be hard for you to be all things to all people, like I said, in all of those social media outlets. Pick one that you like and focus your efforts on that one. Whether it's a weekly video, whether it's a blog that you do and then you post it in that social media outlet, then that's great. But pick one and be that main focus of that social media outlet. That's how you can do those things. The other thing is is that don't dis- discount the power of your local newspapers if you have them or even being on a local radio channel. And it's the same type of thing. You can pick a topic or a subject. You can approach them. Believe me, a lot of these journalists and people that are in those situations are always looking for content that they can bring to their listeners or to the people that they serve. And so you're bringing those tools to them to help them be proactive and to be able to promote your business and what it is that you do. So remember, create that demand. You can make ads. You can do all kinds of different things to bring that focus into your company and what it is that you do and what your area of expertise is and why people should contact you. So there you go. The six keys of preparation of sales from Mastering of Influence by Tony Robbins. I hope you've enjoyed this presentation for these Success Tools Friday, and I hope that it is something that you'll feel valuable enough to pass on to others and recommend to them. We would appreciate that. Remember that you can also pass on your questions or topic suggestions to helpclearthehaze at gmail.com. Again, that's helpclearthehaze at gmail.com. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, then also please just send me an email. Let me know what the topic is that you would like to talk about, and we'll get together and make a time for you to be able to be here on the podcast and share your information, training, or topic that you would like to share with our audience. So until next week, when we bring you another episode of Clearing the Haze, remember, it's your vision, it's your dream, and it's your business. Take care.